Welcome to Genesis, everybody. My name is Kevin, and I'm glad that you're here tonight. Um, glad you're here for, uh, for our first week of our series, God With Us. When I was a kid, uh, my dad would go hunting and fishing a lot, uh, almost every weekend. And as a kid, I got to go fishing a lot because it was a lot easier to take a little boy fishing than it was to take him hunting. And so... Um, I had to get older before I could go hunting because when you go hunting, you have to be really, really quiet and you have to be really still and that is not something that little boys are good at. So kind of fishing was my thing, but uh, when I got to be like this many, that's how I uh, figured out I was old enough to, to go hunting. I said, Dad, you know, can I go hunting you know, when I'm this many? And he said, no. And what, how about when I'm this many or when I'm this many? And finally, when I got to be this many, which is like nine or ten, uh, I finally got to go hunting. So um, my dad and I would sit in a deer stand for hours. And if you don't know what a deer stand is, it's basically a tree house that you sit in and you wait for a deer to come along so you could shoot it. That's what a deer stand is. And so we would sit in this deer stand for hours and it just got to be really boring. And so after a long time, I would be fidgeting and I'd be making noise. And I didn't obviously have a fidget spinner or a fidget cube. And so I just had to fidget. And so uh, <clears throat> my dad basically kind of kicked me out of the deer stand. And then we climbed down. And he said, okay, um, here's what we're going to do. He gave me an assignment. And he said, basically, okay, actually... <clears throat> What he should have said was, I want you to walk in a huge circle, and if there's any deer in between me and you, you'll scare them, and they'll run towards me, and I will shoot them. That would have been a simple way to explain the assignment, but my dad uses, uh, like the way that he communicates, he used lots of words that I didn't understand, you know, because he was a hunter, he is a hunter, and he would use lots of lingo that I didn't get. You know, he would say, like, you know, I want you to walk along this ridge. What's a ridge? I want you to walk, I mean, to a boy, I want you to walk along this ridge, and then I want you to turn east. Which way is east? <clears throat> uh, and, until, you, until you get to a draw. And then when you get to the draw, you know, I want you to turn south. And uh, then, when, <clears throat> then you're going to find a hollow. And when you get to a hollow, you know, turn turn east or turn west. And, and so uh, I, I didn't basically understand anything that he was saying. So naturally, I went, got it. And uh, I took off on my journey through the woods, and I got so lost. Like, I was gone for hours. And um, when you're lost in the woods, everything looks the same, and you lose your bearings and and I didn't know where my dad was. Like, I could just do this in a circle. Like, he could literally be any direction. I had no idea where to go. I was just lost. And um, when you're lost, you feel really alone. And in my mind, I was thinking, my dad is probably really angry at me. He's probably furious uh, that I've taken so long. Uh, normally, what we would do is it got to be about midday, we would um, walk back to our truck, and then we would drive to a cabin that we stayed at, and then we would eat lunch, and then we might go back later in the evening to do an evening hunt or early evening. 
And uh, so in my mind, um, my dad was mad at me, and he had probably already, I thought, he's probably left, and he's probably gone back to the cabin to eat lunch, um, and I'm just out here, and then I'm, I'm, just, I'm just walking and walking and walking, which is not what you're supposed to do when you get lost. Just keep walking and get more and more lost, but that's what I did because I was looking for him, and um, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to be out here overnight because uh, there's no way that he's going to find me or I'm going to find him, and he's probably back at the cabin, and uh, I'm gonna ha- I probably have to stay out here in the cold. I had no flashlight, no nothing, you know, and it's like, this is awful. I mean, I felt probably uh, the loneliest that I've ever been, and, and probably this, as scared as I've ever been uh, as a child. Like, that was that moment, but uh, have you ever felt that alone? Because in life, sometimes we we feel like we're lost. Sometimes we get lost. Uh, sometimes we just feel incredibly lonely, and it's a terrible, terrible feeling. Now, in the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3, uh, Adam and Eve, they had this really beautiful relationship with God, and they would walk and talk with God in Eden. But when they ate from the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from and they sinned against God, they, they hid from God. And so sometimes the reason that we get lost is because we're actually hiding from God. And that can be a very lonely experience. And so Adam and Eve, they were, they were hiding from God and he comes down to walk and talk with them like he did and he can't find them and he has to call out to them. And he says, where are you? And they say, well, we're over here. And they were hiding because they were ashamed. And they were afraid that their dad was mad at them. And so he, uh, he says, what have you done? And they tell him what they've done. And <clears throat> he talks to the serpent who had deceived Eve and, and tempted Eve to eat of the trees she was not supposed to eat from. And he, and he tells the serpent, Cursed are you, and, and one day the seed of woman will crush your head, although you will bruise his heel. And that was the first prophecy of Jesus, because Jesus would, was the, the seed of a woman. Why not the seed of a man? Why not the offspring of a man? Because Jesus wasn't born of a man and a woman. He was born from a woman a virgin, Mary. And God found her worthy and chose her, and, she, and Jesus uh, became her offspring. And, uh, but for Adam and Eve, from that moment forward, everything changed. Their relationship with God wasn't the same. They were taken out of Eden, and they could never go back. And they have kids, and, and Cain is their firstborn son. He ends up killing his brother Abel, and there's just this darkness. There's this barrier that's between man and God, and it was not like that it was in Eden. It wouldn't ever be that way again. And so uh, Adam and Eve are, are living in a different way. But you know what, what God does is his, his instinct is he's a father, and he decides to cover them. They Before that moment, before they sinned, they didn't know that they were naked. 
They just, that's the way it had always been, and they didn't even realize it. Uh, but they were, they were hiding, they were ashamed of their sin, and they'd realize that they were naked. And what God does is God kills an animal, and he makes skins, animal skins, and he covers them. He gives them clothes. Because that's God's heart for us, is to cover us. But there was also consequences of their sin. No longer was their relationship with the Father like it had used to be. And so um, <clears throat> the presence of God, it wasn't the same. The presence of God that they used to have, and uh, later on in the Old Testament, the presence of God, he would dwell in a, in a temple, and later on, or a tent, and then later on, a temple. But they didn't live in the presence of God anymore because there's this barrier that sin causes. And that is, uh, sin is a very lonely place. Sin causes us to be lost. It causes us to hide from God, to run from God. It causes us to feel ashamed and to feel like God is mad at us. And so sometimes that's the reason that we hide. Is we don't want to be found because we're ashamed and we're worried that God is mad at us, and so we want to stay hidden. But Jesus changed everything. The offspring of woman, Mary. And an angel appeared to Mary's fiancé, Joseph, uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 1 and verse 20. Uh, it says, but as he considered these things, Joseph, but behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin, virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. I love that name. Emmanuel, and it means God with us. He came for us. He didn't leave us alone, hiding, or lost. He came for us. And it's really beautiful, isn't it? Aren't, aren't you grateful that God sent his one and only son? And he is, one of his names is Emmanuel because he's God with us. No longer do we need to be separate or separated from God. We're with him, with him. So there I was lost in the woods and uh, thinking um, my dad was angry and he had gone back to the cabin <clears throat> and I don't know, I was going to stay over there overnight and I didn't know how all this was going to turn out, feeling very, very scared and very, very alone um, and, and that's when I heard my dad's voice shouting out to me. And he goes, Kevin! And I couldn't believe it. I was shocked because my dad, he would hardly ever even talk in the woods. He would only whisper in the woods. And he, I would always walk behind him, like several steps behind him, when um, we were hunting. And if he stopped then I had to stop so that, you know, we could both, like, listen, listen for watch for any animals. And if I stepped on a stick and it broke, he would look back at me, like, glare at me, like, why are you making all that noise? 
But I was shocked to hear him shouting in the woods, like as loud as he could, Kevin! And I didn't know what to say, and I said the only thing that I could think of, and I go, what? <clears throat> and <clears throat> he said, come to me, you know, and, and, and so uh, he starts walking towards me, and, and I start walking towards him, and <clears throat> as we're getting closer, I'm trying to read his face, and I don't know how, I mean, I can't, he looks emotional, his face is red, and I think he is really, really angry, but as I got closer, <clears throat> I saw tears in his eyes, and <clears throat> instead of asking me what, what happened, or why didn't I do what I, what I was told, he just gave me a big hug, which was very unlike my dad. My dad is not the very affectionate type of person, and he doesn't give hugs uh, hardly at all, and he definitely doesn't shout in the woods, uh, but that's what he did, and, and I was shocked to see tears in his eyes, and I was shocked to see how emotional that he was, and to find, come to find out, he wasn't mad at me at all. He was glad that he found me. And not only had he stopped hunting to uh, search for me, but he had gone and found some of his buddies who were also hunting, and he told them that I was lost. And so uh, they had formed a search party, and they were searching all of the woods, and they were driving their trucks and honking their horns, and they were all out looking for me. And so I wasn't alone in the woods after all like I thought that I was. My dad was there. He was still with me. All those guys formed a search party looking for me. And so I learned a lot from that experience. And, uh, you know, God is like that. He's our heavenly father. He's way better than any earthly dad could ever be. In fact, Jesus said, you know, even you guys, um, even if, you, if your son asked for a piece of bread, you wouldn't give him a stone. If he asked for a piece of fish, you wouldn't give him a serpent. He said, if you, are, are like, even if you guys are like this and you're evil, how much better is your heavenly father? Our heavenly father is so good. You know, a father would much rather send himself to die on a cross rather than his only son. But that's how much that he loves us, that he would send his only son. And instead of the blood of an animal to make skins to cover us, it was the blood of the Son of God that covers us. And he is Emmanuel, God with us. And I want you to know that your father came looking for you. <clears throat> and you might have been hiding from him, you might have been just lost, but your father came looking for you, and he didn't go back to the cabin. He didn't leave without you. He sends a search party out for you. That's how much that he loves you. And when you're really, really alone, he's out there looking for you, looking down the road, searching out for you. And that's what a loving father does, and that's what our heavenly father is he doesn't want you to be alone. He wants to be with you. That's who he is, Emmanuel, God with us. And if you've ever been uh, there or maybe you feel very alone, 
Let me tell you something. You don't ever have to be alone again because he's Emmanuel, God with us. And I know that the holidays can be a very lonely time for some people. Most of us, it's a very happy time. But for some people who've had difficulties with their families or maybe uh, you've grown up and, and you've experienced some traumatic experiences and the holidays bring back a lot of memories or, uh, or maybe um, you just feel alone right now because of things that you're going through, if you have Jesus, then you're not alone. He's with you. He is God with us. And if you've never met God, if you've never found God, well, he's the one that loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die for you so that you can be totally forgiven. And when you're totally forgiven, you don't have to hide from God anymore. And sometimes we still do that, even though we love God, even though we're saved. Sometimes we do stupid things, and we hide from God. And it's like, wow, hey, you going to church this weekend? Uh, and we feel like we can hide from him. But isn't it just like Adam and Eve hid from him? It's really foolish to hide from God because he's God. And so we need to come out from whatever rock we're hiding behind, and we need to say, God, here we are, and here's Here's what I did, but I know that you still love me. And I know that I don't have to be alone because you're Emmanuel. You're God with us. The serpent, he did bruise Jesus' heel. Jesus was beaten, tortured, nailed to a cross. But Jesus crushed that serpent's head when he died on that cross and when he rose again on the third day. And that serpent's head has been crushed and the enemy is defeated and sin is defeated and death and the grave is defeated. And so if we're in Christ and all we have to do to be in Christ is we have to believe in him, we come to him, we invite him to be in our lives, to be the Lord and the Savior of our lives, we confess him, Jesus, be my Lord, your first place in my life. When we do that, then we're in Christ. And Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so there's, there doesn't need to be any more hiding. There doesn't need to be one more day where we're lost. We're not lost anymore. We're found. And there's no condemnation. There's no punishment. When you're forgiven, it means that there's not any more punishment for your sin. You're forgiven and redeemed from it all. So we don't have to be lost. We don't have to hide. We don't have to be alone anymore. And here's the cool thing for all of us that are on Jesus' team. Now we're part of the search party. We're, we're on the search party team. And it's our job to be driving our trucks through the woods and honking the horn and saying, hey, hey, we're over here. We've been looking for you. That's our job as believers. And so this holiday season, don't be alone. Don't hide. Don't run. Don't be lost because he's God with us. Be with God. Spend time with him. Embrace him. His presence is there. You don't always feel it physically, 
but he's there. You don't always sense it with your five senses, right? But God is there. Because when we invite him into our lives, he lives within us. And the Holy Spirit is in you. And he never leaves you. He never forsakes you, never gives up on you. The Bible says that in 2 Timothy, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. We are all going to make mistakes. We're all going to cross the line. And we're all going to be faithless, but he remains faithful. He's in you, he's with you, and he won't leave you. In this holiday season, get on the team of the search party. Let's get out there. Let's reach some people. Let's not just celebrate in the fact that we're found, because there's a whole lot of other people that need to be found too. There's a whole lot of other people that are alone. If we're not alone anymore, because we've got God with us, that's great, but there's a whole lot of other people that are alone out there. I want to invite Carly to come back up and uh, lead us in a song. Um, And I, I want to invite you guys to get some prayer tonight. I want to invite you guys to, um, I want uh, Genesis to be a culture where we pray for one another freely. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been next door to, to our services on Sunday morning at Northwood, but many times we'll invite people to come to the front, and we call it an altar. <clears throat> uh, that's just what we call it. I mean, but it, it's just coming forward, and sometimes you need to take that step. It's a step of humility to say, God, I need help. God, I feel alone right now. I feel like I've been hiding or I've been running, and I just want to be with you. I want to be in your presence. I want to acknowledge that you're there. And can I just be really open with you tonight? Um, There are many times where I've invited people, hey, come, come forward and, and take a step. Step out of your comfort zone a little bit and and come and get some prayer. And just come up to the altar and just be free and say, hey, here's where I'm at. I need some help. And just being very open with you, I I could sense that many times there's people that are intimidated to do that. And I don't want you to be that. I want us to have a culture where we're bold about our decisions. And we're humble at the same time. Say, God, I need you. And I need uh, my brothers and sisters at Genesis, I need them to come pray for me. And so I want to challenge you. Don't be intimidated. Don't be fearful. Uh, Don't worry about people judging you here. That's not happening. Like We love you. But we all need times in our life, and we all need prayer. And we need each other, and most importantly, we need God. And so if you bow your heads with me, I want to pray over you. Father, thank you so much that you didn't leave us out in the woods. That you're not mad at us. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you search us out and you called us out because you want to be our Emmanuel, God with us. And I thank you that we don't have to be alone anymore. It's so powerful. Your love is so powerful, Lord. We're so grateful that, Jesus, you left heaven and you died on a wooden cross. You were nailed to it and you died for us. You bled for us and you rose again. 
And you are victorious, and we need that. We need that victory in our lives. We need you to be with us. We need a breakthrough. We need a miracle. We need to never be alone again. So, God, we're grateful tonight. Grateful for who you are and what you do. I just want to invite everybody tonight. Let's just say this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son. I thank you that he's Emmanuel. And he's with me always. I believe that you died for me, Jesus, and that you rose from the grave. I ask you to live in my life. Be my Savior, and I'll follow you forever. And I'm never going back, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name.